it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Big thanks to Derek. Baker Six Clan for producing and for the opening. And our featured patrons, None of It Tidy, Carrot Killer, Dave and Karen of Cash Canada. Shout out to Canada tonight. Team Tailwagger, Black Chrome, Super Nate, The Twonky, Burnt Turtles, Kazelli, Acme Wildcashers, and our new patrons, Deckers. Steelers Chick and Flowers 22. There you go. Let's jump right into show 268 Geocaching Paradise. Paradises. Paradises or just Paradise? I think we're going to have multiple Paradises tonight. I suspect we have different opinions of what that means as well. So <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> But we will get to that discussion here in a moment. Uh, Canada. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, that was from Jeff. Does Canada have any of the geocaching paradises? Maybe. Yes. Just maybe. Possibly. Possibly. We will get to. The, we will get to that. Okay, that's right. We got, we got news first. We got news first. We actually got quite a bit of news, so we'll get through it as quickly as possible to get to the, as Scott would tell us, get to the point of the show, which we are in the point of the show. But we will get to the the meat of tonight's topic here in a moment. We do have some notes that we need to give uh, to people and to pass along some, some news. So one of the first news items I put at the top so that we'll start with good news at the end. And we'll put some sad news at the beginning. So it's a sad day for geocachers around the world. The cache with the highest number of favorite points in the world was the Lego statue in Berlin at Legoland, the Lego giraffe. The giraffe has met its demise. It has died. Sad. The, the giraffe is gone. So you know who the happiest is about that? 
the number two person. That's right. The person that owns number two. <laughs> number two comes in second. Yeah. The former number Alfred. two. Yeah. I'm sure they're thrilled to know that they've now got the number one most favorited geocache in the world. That would be pretty neat, right? That's a pretty neat distinction to have. I think it would be, too. Um, in case you were wondering, I'll put it in the chat room and I'll put it in a banner. It's kind of like but... owning Mingo or one of those caches like that. Yeah. So in case you want to play along at home, the no now most favorited cache is GC11. J is in Jasmer. M is in Multi. Six. GC11, JM6. So yes, where you in are the world correct. could that second most favorited cash, <laughs> former second most favorited, now the most now favorited, favorited cash? Yeah. Where or do you, you do, do you have a distinction between most favorited cash and most favorited active cash? Uh, I don't think you have to put in the act. I mean, you. I think you assume it's active. Don't Isn't you? that kind of like longest running mega or longest continuously running mega isn't it something like the distinction there yeah some people like that distinction i huh. let's see a hobby full of stat nerds <laughs> i think we fall into that category yeah, i really do. do think we fall into that category we do we do uh the 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 event thing is obviously comes up a, uh, every I'm time i mention with that one i don't care personally no, but no i agree I it's funny but yeah, um, Geist Des Hagen, and I'm you know, I apologize to all our German fans out there because I'm sure I didn't say that correctly at all, but um, you know, maybe you did, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, who knows, right? Um, it is now number one, and um, as far as active. Mm-hmm. Nine thousand and forty-nine favorite points. It's in Hessen, Germany, or near Hessen. That's Germany. a lot of favorite points. It is. That's just a lot. Cash. It is. Uh, interesting. I, yeah. You know, just that. But what has it got to be like, though? So I have a few caches that get hit frequently, and I get a lot of emails. But right. not to that level of frequency, right? Like, can you imagine having like the most favorite cache in the world? Your email has to be like hundreds every single day. There's no <laughs> way to read all those. It's impossible. Right. No way. No way. Yeah. So, you know, 9,049. There you go. So, anyway. All right. There you, you know, check it out. It's in the show notes, and I put a note. It's near Frankfurt, apparently. So, um, over uh, now is the highest number of favorite points, uh, and as far as active cash in the world. All right. Next up is uh, podcast of hope. Jesse, we this is going to be hopefully not a shock to your system, but we're only six weeks. That is a shock to the system, actually. But uh, but I- six. I look forward to it every year. So I do too. I plan. And my plan is always, I don't drink anything for, I go, I'll just be dehydrated for eight straight hours, but 
There's no real. I mean, we that can is not my plan. Pop off and pop back on, kind of thing. I mean, we don't leave the sh- we we might walk away from the show, but the show's not going. Doesn't go off. So I will uh, drink the whole time and most likely eat <laughs> three break. times within that eight hour span. So <laughs> and disappear for a moment. It just is what back. it is, right? I'll do this number where I like lean right. on the side, take a little bite, come back on camera, right, come back. Yeah. So we're only six weeks away. We have uh, secured all the the superstars, and it's a great lineup. We are going to announce the lineup, but we are waiting on a couple of people to give their final confirmation for that. And I think we're close. I think next week. Did, did The Rock ever call back? The Rock has not gotten back to me. Oh my really gosh! How inconsiderate about that. It's not like he's busy or anything, you know, making yeah. like eight movies a month. So yeah, really. Uh, the other thing is that, but we've got some great. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm dying to spill some beans, but I'm. We're gonna wait. But I'm very excited. Every year, I'm always excited for who we got. But I, well, I, we it is. It makes. It it makes everything else we do all year long really pale in comparison. Yeah, there's no way to compare anything else we do to that that one eight hour day. Yes, um, I have a new we have a new link. We've we've partnered with St. Jude. I can announce that part, which everybody knows. But we've partnered with another kind of arm of um, St. Jude. They use a, a program called Tiltify. And we're going to use them this year for our platform for the um, for the for the fundraising. Um, it is active. Um, I'm putting it now into um, the chat room to read. I also have a banner for it. I will bring that up now, which is the donate.tiltify.com forward slash at geocache talk podcast to hope 2021. It's on the bottom of the screen there. So. I'm not going to put all that out there, but the reason I'm mentioning that is because Tiltify will give us a lot of cool extras that we'll be able to do this year during uh, the podcast to hope. So Which we're very great. excited. We met with St. Jude. Uh, Derek and I met with them briefly last week, and they're very excited about podcast to hope. They have another arm of their, their, fundraising which uh alsac yeah you're familiar mm-hmm. with them alsac yeah. so they they have a a couple people who specialize in online uh, uh podcast type they're trying to do more of that yeah versus the 5k runs which are fabulous and all those Absolutely. those are all great but they're wanting to kind of branch out and do some of these social media type fundraisers st jude they're a an excellent steward of their money so they're always looking for ways to raise money and help out with the least amount of overhead right right like you see a lot of these and you can look it all up right but you see a lot of charities and they have a huge amount of overhead they're paying people big expensive salaries and everything else st jude is really good about spending every bit that they can towards what it's supposed to be spent for which is helping families and researching cancer Exactly. Among other things, and we'll talk about that more as time goes on in that night, but they research more than just childhood cancer. They do other things too, right. other childhood diseases, but uh, 
it's amazing organization, of course, and uh, it should be another great year of fundraising for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's just what we do is just dropping the bucket for them, but it's what we can do. Right. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're shooting this year uh, for 10,000, which is amazing to say. We used to say like, we're going to try to get to 2000. We're going to really try really hard. Uh, we've always met our goal. This will be our sixth year of podcast to hope. Uh, last year we wanted to get eight. We made 10. So why not try for 10 this year? Shoot so, for 10, right? There you go. I'd rather uh, fail big than not try. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're looking forward to that. And we're going to give, we're going to uh, announce the, the schedule soon. Uh, next is, I do want to mention about Cash Fest. Don't forget, July 16th, 2022. I know it's a long way off to talk about. There we go. There's Cash Fest. Thank you, Derek. He's producing well tonight. There's the the photo um, or our logo for Cash Fest. That's really awesome. Um, it is a long ways off, but let me tell you, we're already needing to focus. The Cash Fest uh, folks are really focused uh, on that event. And one of the things you can help us with are back here is don't drop it and break it the fundraising (laughs) the fundraiser for that event which is right there wait i haven't put these in the system yet so uh are the coins these are pre-event guitars pre-event coins and it really does make a big difference if uh, people could really help us out. Um, again, without pulling back the curtain too too much or talk about too much because we need to get out of the show, but it's a weird dynamic for megas. All megas go through this, which is you basically start out with $0. <laughs> and then you're committed to paying for things because when you start to try to secure a location, or you're trying to secure different things, secure, um, we're going to have a blues concert. Well, you got to set that up. That costs money. And, and you start out with nothing. It's fascinating, so. too, to find to see what's behind the scenes, right? It really is. Yeah. Like, we've been lucky enough as a group that, you know, we get to talk to people from Megas all over the world. But yeah. really getting in. So, if nothing else, after this is over, we're going to have a blast and everything else. Um, we're going to have... A lot. It's like a deep dive investigation into the the mega world of geocaching, right? Um, so the just the information that we're getting out of it from our uh, rear ends being on the line from this one right. is going to be huge. And I can't wait to really. I know you know. I don't think everybody would want to hear that. All the information, like that, would be a boring show. Like you're doing all the six months worth of prep work. Yeah. But it, maybe we'll do a couple of. Uh, like patron podcast where we can, the people that are actually interested in it, right. we can do like a deep dive into here's what really goes on behind the scenes of Omega. Right. Um, zero dollars. <laughs> hey, that's not negative. Zero is not negative. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but I think that is going to be, it's going to be fascinating to be able to tell people from the perspective of, you know, podcast that's helping do this and behind the scenes and butts on yeah. the line. 
we're going to be able to give them the, the nitty gritty. So not everybody would be interested in that, but I think, I think the patrons, cause you know, the patrons have been around for a long time. They're, they're right. deep into the game. People that have been in the game for a long time. I think we'll be able to give them really enlighten people on the world of megas. Right. Cause you don't know unless you've been involved, what's going on with them. And, and we always say that volunteer, yeah. help them out by packages, stuff like that. So we can have these big parties. It's mm-hmm. like chipping in for beer in college. You know, everybody has to chip in so you can get that keg. But um, mm-hmm. it, there's so much more logistically that goes on to this than like hosting a local event. But I think right. it's fascinating. I, I think we're going to be able to. Obviously, we won't be experts after one, but we'll have a deep knowledge that we never could have done just by helping other people. So I agree. It'll give us information for some really good shows. So that's going to be fun. And hopefully we don't go broke doing it. So that's good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we don't go broke. I mean, we have a lot. Gary is independently rich, but the rest of no. us aren't, so we can't take that chance. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, but and you know, maybe maybe people in the public are interested in it, but we'll do a deeper one because there's so much we have. There's hours worth of knowledge we've got to press on now that we didn't have before, and we've been doing it for a long time. So I think it'll be fascinating in the future. But in between now and then, there's going to be tons of stuff going on, and in July. We're going to be so ready to party. It's not even going to be funny. We're gonna, I hope everybody's there, right? You know. Yeah. We've got a great crew. We actually are starting to build uh, roadies, which we call, we're calling for the volunteers. I love the theme. Yeah. We have um, some roadie managers already on, on that have been built, that have, that have joined the crew. Um, yeah. Uh, Julia Bailey's one that's kind of our uh, main roadie manager. She's fired up. She's so great at, at handling a lot of the volunteer work. We're going to have, it's going to be great. I mean, it really is oh, going to yeah. be a great event. So definitely plan to be there. If well, you and can. It's a unique opportunity to really get behind the curtain for everybody, right? We all yeah. get to, because we get to, we have the platform that we get to show everybody behind the curtain as it goes. So, yeah. So hopefully um, if you're able, thank you if you can. Uh, buy a set of coins or buy two sets and give a set away or something. I mean, that, that's, that's the, you know, that's, that's the message tonight. If you can help us out. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get into this topic. Wait, that wasn't the show. I thought we were that's, done. That, no, oh. we're done. I we got okay. to it before okay. the 20 mark. So there, there you go, that. Scott. We're good. We're good. We we made it before. And you didn't even spill any beans. I know you want to. I know. Oh gosh, I do. Yes, I do. I got another one I put in the notes and I didn't want to I don't even want to talk about don't, it. Yet, so don't go there. Care. We don't have yeah, we can't do that tonight. Um so let's talk about this this topic. So I I I I thought about this one day. We we have talked about and you were like, didn't we talk about this? And you're like, well, kind of. So the show we did, you and I did, which was about creating a a possible paradise within a city. For uh, we talked about the idea of adding a geo tour, adding really cool gadget right. caches. What would it take? Challenges. What would it take? And then could you kind of put all that into one city? And then make it into like a mecca where people could, would want to come and 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 really right. dig in and geocache. I think this is in fairness uh, though we never got it. We got tons of answers. We never got one concise answer to that, right. which is actually an answer in and of itself, which we'll get into. But um, 
we have tons of people that had a lot of information about what that would look like and and what the answer to that is, what the definition of that is. But I don't think we had, there definitely wasn't one agreed upon answer, right? I mean, everybody had a different opinion. Yes, you're exactly right. I like, well, you, you deck. Now I have the Paradise City song in my head. That was, I think yeah. that was on purpose. We will of. not sing that because one, it would be horrible. And two, <laughs> we would go to copyright jail. Yes. Oh, MPM. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. He oh, lives. yes. We will be calling upon you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll set, we'll have a sign up. We're kind of too far out probably for that. Uh, but we will definitely have a sign up um, for the event. Um, yeah, it, it'll take a huge amount of people. And that'll be something that we're going to talk about, too, more because we yeah. have the opportunity to be so transparent with it. We'll explain yeah. exactly what it takes to do everything on the mega. Right. Absolutely. This is a little different. This is current, current paradises or current mechas right, out right. there in the world. Not that you there's ways you could maybe make one. And that was maybe we'll do that show also again. I think that'll be our next project, right? Let's see if we can right. create one after the mega. Right. After we'll make a city and make a paradise. <laughs> make a paradise. Um so what would what goes into a paradise? Again, okay, we're gonna throw out the caveat, which is everybody's paradises are gonna be different. We know that. Yeah. But what are some maybe common threads? that are out there that would make for a consensus of items is what we're hoping for tonight. Because again, uh, and I'm going to throw it out there because we're not going to really talk about it because it doesn't fit what you and what Jesse and I would, would consider. And we have enough knowledge, I think, and expertise that we would consider certain things yay or nay on the on paradises one of them would be et highway See, for somebody for someone but not many yeah. that would be a paradise i would agree that that falls into the paradise category for quite a few people okay um, I, I know people and i won't name names right because we all know <laughs> the names the top five people and and people always talk bad about the people that you know find a hundred thousand plus caches yeah um but for those style of cashers, right? ET Highway and some of the ones out in California and those huge, huge trails like that, right? That is paradise because that is caching to them, right? Like they're not spending five hours hiking for one cache. They're getting right. hundreds. They're getting a hundred a day or something. Some insane sure. amount of you know. To to some people, not not necessarily me, but. Right. I would say some people, uh, now a large section of people, that is a geocaching paradise, and they don't want anything else besides that. They want bump and jump, right? Just go, go, go. <laughs> like that bump and jump. Um, pretty funny. No, you know, you're right. They probably would disagree with us on our opinions of geocaching paradise, but I think for some people, that's what they want. Yeah, Tom's saying ET High would not be a paradise for me, but I'd do it with a good group of people. And that's something that we do agree on. Jess and I have talked about, I want to do it once. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back. Whereas it, I'm thinking that a geocaching paradise location, you might want to go, Oh, let's go back again. There's more to do. Maybe that's a different way to look at it. I like mini, mini mag had, uh, 
cash all your t-shirt <laughs> and in Jesse's case, t-shirt and shorts. That's right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, as far as ET goes, we'll, we'll, we'll get off of that one. Cause we're going to talk about many other things tonight, but yep. that is also one for another show and mm-hmm. a future project that we're going to talk about. So yeah, not tonight. We're not talking about tonight. That's for another show. Uh, joyful nomad who will get mentioned later. In, the, in that part of the, the topic tonight, they say, um, no. <laughs> right. And for some people, that's torture, right? But they're right. We, we all admit there's a segment of the game that they yes. are power cashers. And for power cashers, something like ET Power Trail, I mean, the name's there, right? I mean, it's right. That's their thing. Now, to the bigger audience, we're going to talk about a different type of paradise. Right. So a few items, and again, I'll see, Jesse, what your thoughts are. I, I, I put these in here with the thought that what constitutes a geocaching paradise? And I want to get your thoughts on these. Um, the first one I'm going to mention is actually came from Pathfinder 33. We threw this out to the network mm-hmm. to see, and we got some great answers. Oh, I mean, it's the Ge- geocaching talk network. I mean, come on. These it's almost like are, they do this for a hobby. Yeah, these people do it. I mean, they could get paid for this somehow. I don't know how, but they could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, Pathfinder 33 had a good answer, or I think a good answer. I, won't, I mean, I kind of skewed it, but let, let's see, what, see your thoughts. All right. Pathfinder 33, Charles says this. When I look at cities that fall into this, quote, paradise, unquote, I look for things like proximity to year 2000 caches. We'll go through them yes. one at a time. What do you see that as a. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So like if you're thinking just year 2000 caches, uh, the uh, San Francisco area and the Boston area, obviously up, you know, Northwest, right. that area on the coasts, you can get a bunch more than most States have altogether outside around those cities right and if you're if you're that kind of cashier which i definitely am i love the year 2000 ones i think it's just that we can do a whole show we do 20 shows on that easy but um if you're looking for that that to me that's huge if i'm deciding between two cities and i know we're going to talk about more but if i'm deciding between two cities and one has two or one and one has like five boom i mean if i'm just picking just based on geocaching I'd go for the five in a heartbeat. I would drive many, many hours if I had a chance to get five wrapped into one trip. That's huge for year 2000 caches. And you look at like a Boston or a San Francisco, Sacramento area, right. they have a bunch in right. one area. That's worth going out there just for those caches and nothing else. Although there's tons of other stuff, but right. yeah, I, I think year 2000 caches, those are, a, those are a, a hopefully not dwindling, but a very rare commodity right? Uh, in the game. There's only so many, right? They're not making any more of those. Exactly. They're not, yeah, that's a good way to put it. To me, uh, that's re- that's like the highest on my list probably is your 2,000 caches. That's a good paradise item. What about this? What about uh, webcams, old virtuals, and caches with more than 250 favorite points is the other thing that, that Charles mentioned. Yeah, for me, and I'll, I'll see what you say, but um, webcams, yes, because we're under 100 in the U.S., and you know, in our country, 
Right. Those are very rare, and those are dwindling. So I, dwindling. I try my best never to pass by one of those. Um, I don't travel to get a bunch of them, but that's right. definitely a bonus. If I'm tipping the scales in favor, webcam would be, to me, way more important than old virtuals because they've re-released virtuals. And yeah. you can get a ton of virtuals. And there's not technically a distinction between the old ones and new ones, you know, is in my mind, for for any right. way I play. Um, and then cash is more than 250 favorite points. That's neat. But, you know, after we just talked about one with 12,000 favorite points, it sounds kind of weak in comparison, right? Yeah. Um, but, yes, high favorite points are good, but I don't cash by favorite points unless there's nothing else to distinguish them. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a good way to put it because there's oh, – we, and we'll get into more of this in a minute, but I think that caches with, with high favorite points – It's it's an indicator. I don't think it's a perfect indicator. Yeah. Uh, because when I when I started to look at this, uh, a couple of things came about. Uh, I I looked at I went to Project GC and I looked for uh, favorite points, and I'm and I will spill the beans in one area. So get the get the bean spilling thing prepped up, Derek. But I'm about to complete another book, hopefully before in time for Christmas, there you go. which is it's a 501, no more 201 books. This is well, it's probably been my last one. Just to let you know, <laughs> probably I could do this anymore. It's my last one, I think. It's a 501 geocaches to find before you die. It's a U.S. version. We obviously mostly, well, we have a lot of we have a lot of international. Thank you, international people. Mm-hmm. But I did want to put out one more. Uh, this one is based on the states. So instead of by type, instead of by type, I'm doing it by state. And I'm finding out a lot of interesting things. So anyway, that's coming out here in a few weeks, hopefully in time for Christmas. Uh, cheesy plug, sorry, but the book is coming out. Oh, no. Gary just spilled the beans. You knew he was going to get you on that one, so. Yeah, that was that was the point. But uh, anyway, but in the process of doing that, in the process of this uh, preparing for this show, there's a couple things that happen with favorite points, which is when you start looking at favorite points. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well internationally we'll start with your nationals we're going to work our way back to the states as far as paradises when you start looking at that guess what (laughs) there are a lot of this is no shock to anybody but there are a lot of geocachers in germany yay (laughs) we love you germany thank you so much um but guess what they do a lot of geocaching in germany they do which means they get a lot of favorite points in Germany, right. which means they give out a lot of favorite points in Germany. Um, one of the it comments, skews everything. Germany skews, skews everything. It kind of does in a sense. You've got to take them differently. In you can't compare favorite points across countries because not even from region to region. No, you really can't. Um, what's what's crazy is that. 
uh, and I think Charles mentioned this is if what well, if there was a heat map where you could do a which would kind of cool to look at. Yeah. It'd be cool to have a heat map of where the favorite points have fallen all over the world. Well, Geo, Germany would be solid bright red. There's no way to. You can't tell me that with all these caching computer experts we have out here, there's not one of those already. There's, there's got to be, be a heat map of favorite points out there. You would hope that, or somebody would create one, but it is amazing to to look at the number of favorite points that are given out. Uh, yeah, Jeff agrees. Needs to be a heat map. Maybe he so, mentioned it. I'm, here's I'm what sorry. I would say, though. Uh, it, it's regional, though, right? Like, a cache with 500 favorite points in Germany may not be as popular or may not be as cool as one with mm-hmm. 200 favorite points in a little bitty small town. Yes. Right, because, you know, you know, we've talked about it before, like the creep, the point, yeah. favorites, points, creep, so everything spreads out from around that one. You just yep. favorite them because you're just on a trip or whatever, you know? Right. But when you fi- when you drive through those little bitty small towns and you find one, there's everyone around it has like zero to three, and then one of them has like 200 points. You're stopping at that one. Right. You're going to pull over and check that one out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Janice is right. Yeah, there'd be a big, uh, and we're going to talk about Gilby here in a minute, but there would be a, a big red dot around that little area, Moorhead, uh, Gilby, Fargo area. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so one thing is, and, and I'll, I'll stop giving shameless plugs, uh, but the book is based on not favorite points. It's based on popular, which is a Wilson scale. The Wilson scale, which is um, one of the things that, Pizza Ninja mentions having a Wilson favorite a heat map, which would be kind of cool too. So um, again, that's different because the Wilson algorithm is based on if you were able to give a, a, a fair point, did you not whether it has a total. So right. it's most, so I go by most popular, uh, which is a different scale. We'll talk about some other day, but anyway, yes, there are, situations around the around the country and around the well around all the countries where um yeah see so geo rick thank you he's uh yeah. he's down in new zealand he mentions 40 favorite points here in new zealand is a great cash see he he knows that because right. he lives there so it's a little more isolated you can't just drive down the road to new zealand right yeah right that's it's true. a little bit harder but for Geo Rick and the folks that are in New Zealand, shout out to New Zealand. Um, they kind of understand their scale. So you have to kind of understand the scale around you. Yeah. Um, I would agree. So that, yeah. So that's, so, that's good yeah. to know. Um, so favorite points is not, is helpful. But it's probably the last indicator. Yeah. Um. So some other things that were mentioned for an overall paradise theme, and we'll get into actual places here in a minute, but highly favorited caches. We just talked about well-maintained caches. This is kind of, this is a harder one to, to sort of pin down. But what I've noticed though, is that as I started looking for potential, uh, yeah, Georex says, please don't try it. It'd be a hard, you'd have to get a lot of, you have to get a lot of ramp up to try to get across the water. No, it's not going to work. Never mind. 
so the thing about it is that there are these areas that I looked at that I was like, well, maybe this might be considered a paradise. When I started looking around at them, there were a lot of not maintained caches. And so as I was reading logs, there was a lot of this caches in disrepair. This needs to be fixed, blah, blah, blah. So they were highly favorited, but yet they were a mess. And so for me, I immediately kicked them out the list that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Do you think HQ with, you know how they do all these souvenirs all the time, right? When the new, right. like what was the one with the museum and everything else, they, the moving around yeah. the little things. Do you yeah. think they could install something where like if a cache goes into maintenance mode for more than like 60 days, you one of those little things pops up like a, a maintenance icon and whoever goes out there first to check on it, like gets credit for it or whatever. Gets credit. For- you know, and, and can go and send in a full report to a reviewer like, here's where it is. Look at this. Here's the shape it's in. You know, like if the owner oh, doesn't yeah. respond or something, that could yeah. be a way for to help the reviewers out. Right. Because you, And you get be- like, you know, collect souvenirs or what, not souvenirs, but, you know, you get so many and you get a badge or something, you know. Sure. It seems like they have the ability to do that now. Right. Or just ones that haven't been found for like two years. The lonely caches, yeah, yeah. So lonely, you get a lonely cache badge for it. I like that. And only the first you know, person that goes and and clicks mm-hmm. it gets it or whatever. Yeah, because you know, on uh, we you and I use Cashly, and we see we might see a lonely cache, and we're like, hmm, I might. That's intriguing because it's a lonely cache, so we might have to go check that one out. Yeah, and we've talked about that before, but there's a lot of ups and downs to hunting lonely caches. Boy, there is. <laughs> You're gonna get burned several times. Yeah, you might, because a lot of them are a mess or not even there, you know. Uh, What about unique caches? That's another item. Would you throw that in your paradise potential? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, right? So I, I, uh, I, I went on a trip. I've talked about it before, but down to Florida because there was a very unique cache down there at the time. It was a five five virtual, which there was only like thirteen in the world at the time. Now there's more, but. we made a trip, our whole that whole trip down there where we got tons of cash or whatever, it was built around that one cash. Yeah. We were gonna get go get that one cash because it was such a rare cash type. I think there was eight at the time in the US. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, we're going for that. So our whole group built the whole trip around that one cash. Uh so unique caches, yes. I mean, now everybody defines unique probably in their own way, right? Sure. What's a unique cash? That's probably a whole segment for sure. <laughs> But yeah, if there's something really unique like that, that's probably a huge driver of why you would go check it. Now, I don't know if that makes that a paradise, but adding that to the other things, I think quite possibly could be. Yeah, uh, I think that the idea that in my my thinking or my opinion is that would you see something funny? Is there any way to fire Tom? No. How do you find a unique cash? Unique up on it. That's (laughs) right. Here all night. (laughs) That's right. He will be here all night. Uh, Good Tom. Oh my gosh. I think that for me to make a a a paradise is that there are is that it needs all these items, or it needs a good portion of these items to make the to make it to that. 
it's almost like a build up to a, you know, like a thermometer, you know, like the old cartoon thermometer that breaks and oh yeah, you know, it's not real, but it's like you know, the cartoon character is in bed and it's got the you know it's in it it blows up the thermometer. To me, that's what then you're at a you're at paradise uh, right. uh, level, which is all these different items put together. So and while I think that's different for everybody, yeah, the more of those you put together for each, you know, like whatever your style is, yeah, the more of those you put together, the more it falls into that paradise category for you, right? Like, right, yeah, true. Like, I may not want a power trail, but uh, you know, you get a year 2000, a unique cash, and uh, a bunch of challenges or something, you know, for all in one area and you get to hit a bunch of your goals at one time. Yeah. That's climbing the ladder. Now that's getting that thermometer up to where it's about to bust. Yeah. And I think that the idea also is that we've, we've determined that the consensus around geocachers, you're never going to get a, a full, not, not everybody's going to agree. It's a bell curve. No, no. It'd but, be boring if we did. It would be boring if it did. You're exactly and right. We wouldn't have a lot to talk about every week for like five years in a row. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> we all agreed on it, it would just be okay. We're done. That's it. We wrap the show up. Uh, but it's fun to see. Oh, there's Australia. Thank you, Darren, for being being there. For I'm sure there's other people there. Australia. Thank you. Uh, in remote areas. Now, see, that's different. Now, he brought in yeah. remote areas. If you see a favorite, a high favorited cache in a remote area, that's something worth checking out. Yeah, that's sort of an anomaly. Why is it out yeah. there? So, Darren, good point. Darren, Darren says for audio listeners, face, uh, Facebook, favorite point percentage is definitely a better indicator, especially for caches in remote areas. Mm -hmm. There is that what is going on type thing going. Absolutely, you, yeah. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, Mingo is a good example. If you're not familiar with, I mean, Let's say you're a fairly new cashier and you hear about favorite points. You're like, oh, let me take a look around. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? Why does this cache have all these favorite points? It's got to make start, you curious, though. Yeah. Then you start reading. You're like, oh, wow, this is the oldest cache in the world. Okay. Oldest so, active cache in the world. Have you ever found a cache, and you don't have to name the cache if you have, where it had tons of favorite points, so you went to find it, and you got there, and you found it, and you still don't know why it had all those favorite points? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I'm always I'm like, why? why? You know, my first guess is sometimes, like, the original container or location yes. was much better when it came out, and now it's just, you know, the pill bottle under the bush. But um, yes. I always find one of those, and, like, you don't want to be rude and, like, look through the logs, but you're like, yeah, wow, this wasn't even great. I don't understand, but. It, things yep. change. If it's older cash, it can change quite a bit. Right. No, that that's very true. I, I've got one, sadly, that I probably need to go ahead and archive it because it's been out there for a little while now. The original container was unbelievable. Now it's a regular container. Yeah. And people probably look at that and go, why is this got a bunch of favorite points? So, yeah, yeah I've got my cash. I would rather archive it I need and to. do something new. Yeah. And have it kind of languish as like it used to be a good cash. Yeah. That's I, I know that's getting off topic or whatever, but maybe we need to talk soon about we've done it. We talk about this at the beginning of the year, like at the end of the year every year. When is it time to go ahead and clean your game board and, and start over mm -hmm. and new? So maybe we'll have that coming up. We need to. And 
I sadly, I'm going through it right now. I'm I am wiping out caches. Are you really? Yeah, you're, oh yeah, big you're time. Archiving. You're the I'm archiving, archiving a bunch of them right now. <laughs> I put a cache out this week uh, this week and um and oh my gosh. It, I, I thought about you, Jesse, because um I was out in the middle of the bu- the jungle. Uh, I thought about calling Texas. Well, there is a little bit of jungle. Trust me. Hey, (laughs) there was a point where I was like, should I just turn around? Cause I'm not making headway. I'm going through (laughs) too many trees, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I thought about calling the cash. Welcome to the jungle. Kind of. Cause you're kind of in the jungle. I love it. Uh, But, um, I end up going with a different name, but, um, I was covered head to toe and stuff. I got poison ivy. I got all of it. I mean, I had, I, 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 I got all of it. Yeah. It force awakens. Now I got welcome to the jungle in my head, but, um, hopefully that one will turn into, um, it's got some favorite points, two, two finds, two favorite points. So, you know, good, good 100% start. so far. Good start. It's a little challenging, but you know, you need challenging caches once in a while. So. So what is a right. what is the terrain on a Texas jungle? A Texas jungle. It turned out that it was only a it's only a two two and a half two and two a half or two and a half. Well, it's two and a half for the terrain. It's two for the difficulty. Okay, two two and a half. Okay. For me personally, putting the thing out is like a four because <laughs> I I had a plan. I won't go too far into this, but I had a plan because I have a cache in this area and I was like, oh, um, and I have permission to put it there. But I have, but I was like, oh, well, th- I want to put another cache out here because, you know, hey, it, it's fair game now because, you know, once you get approval for an area, it's kind of like the parks for me in town is if, if the, I have the parks department says you can put any, you can put caches in any, anywhere, wait, anywhere wait, in the What are you parks. talking about approval? I don't understand that. Yeah, part. approval. Yeah, that's for another show too. But you, you ask somebody so, to put it out there. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's what you do. So I haven't heard about that yet. That must be yeah, the new rules. That's the new rule. So I'm thinking, oh well, I'll just go 528 feet past the one I put out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was out. I was out there. I was like, you know, and there's a there's the creek, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna scoot the skirt the creek, but. Then the trees are just thick as can be, and I'm like, oh gosh. And so, so now you anyway. understand the hard part of that, right? <laughs> you have to maintain that cash. You have to go out I there do. every time something goes wrong with it. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, I turned around and came back, and I found another spot, which is more of a it's more of a two and a half. But for me personally, I made this big trip, got a lot of good steps, a lot of good. It was a it was a real good fitness cash for me because I made a roundabout trip to make this cash. So anyway. It was fun, but not a paradise item. But still, that that goes that constitutes starting to get a paradise started, right? There you go. A, you got to start somewhere. Cash. Yep. There's got to be a first um, cash. So a couple more items. We're going to get into actual locations. Um, cash variety. What are, you, are we? We kind of talked about unique caches. What about a variety of caches? As a uh, see, paradise. I'm one of those people that it really changes year to year and even season to season, 
or even what I'm currently working on for challenges as far as what I want. Yeah. Um, like challenge caches we mentioned earlier, I have built trips completely around challenge caches. There's some huge challenge trails out there. Utah is one of them I went to mm. and they had a ton. I think it's Jacob Barlow out there in Utah that has a ton of uh, challenges out there, like a couple hundred that you can get in an area. Now okay. it's not like 528 feet, but it's all over the Salt Lake city area. And then throughout Utah or whatever, Okay. So really pretty country, but for challenges, it's a challenge paradise. Oh, okay. There's all kinds of them. He put tons, if they're still out there, I don't know if they're still out there now or not, but they were years ago. Um, and it's, as far as challenges go, you can't go wrong with that. I know there's a few other challenge trails out there too, right? Big, long challenge trails. But if you're a challenge cacher mm-hmm. and that's what you like doing, you may not want that variety at that time, but if you can go and sign a thousand challenges or 400 challenges, you know, in a week, right. You can work on that for years and you will be working on that for years. So that's to me, that's, that would be one of them. Yeah. And it's always neat when you go on a trip to an area, if you can get all the cash types, you know, during that trip, yeah. Whether you're trying to get a souvenir badge or whatever, you know, or trying to do a challenge or whatever, it's neat to like check all those off. So I would say variety is a thing. Yeah. I'd add it to the, item that would make the the thermometer explode i would add that it would be lower on the scale for me like if we were going to actually make a ranking of this mm-hmm. that could be inter- that could be an interesting poll that we do later if, if the top yeah. 12 items rank them as how you would put in you know the top five right what would constitute yeah that, that could we- be interesting to see yeah it'd be we'll- interesting to see how it's different we'll not only that. per cashier but per region yeah no i agree like in the U.S., we don't even need to put like multi-caches on the list. But if you go overseas, multi-caches is going to be up towards the top. So they're, they're right. Well, it depends on what when you say overseas. Could, some countries are they're all can be very different. Yeah, I meant cash types. UK, or, Europe area that that yeah the they like them so much more than than people here tend do. to do. Yeah, no, that's true. All right, so we're going to mention a few places uh some that i put on there we'll discuss first one is hanover uh we're all familiar or should most people are familiar with the the um the paradise type place of hanover germany uh obviously because joshua made it uh popular geocaching vlogger by going to hanover um, you know, that is a, a cash rise and one of our sponsors, uh, you know, has, has made Hanover a great hotspot <clears throat> for, for that, um, geo tour plus these unbelievably cool gadget cash caches that are That's in ridiculous. Hanover. Those were yeah. those aren't even real caches. That's just like fairy tale stuff. It's not real. That's just a fake right. YouTube video. Um, D- but it Daniel- does bring up another thing, right? So yeah. that we haven't mentioned yet, and I've seen it personally, but not as not on that scale. Mm-hmm. Is the community's reaction to geocaching? So yes, Hanover is all bought into it, right? They're hundred percent right. bought in, bought in, and yeah. uh, we're gonna talk about some more that are too. But one of the uh, we have a, a local city here. We're not doing it anymore, so I, I won't get deep into it. But in Colorado, mm-hmm. we have an annual uh, camp out. 
Uh-huh. And every weekend that we have that camp out every year, it's not a mega. So they, they did not want it to be a mega specifically because it's too small for that area. Right. But like when you come into town for that weekend on the main sign into town, it says, welcome geocachers. We're glad to see you back. And it, this, when the city or the town adopts geocaching, at least even for a weekend. Right. And it's a real geocaching friendly city. That right there is that's in the top two or three for me. If you know ahead of time, like everybody there loves geocachers. That makes it more of a paradise easily. Right. I agree. Yeah, that um, that but it, it, for those that have not seen them yet, go watch Joshua's videos. Go search, you know, go find Joshua vlog geocaching vlogger. Go for the Hanovers and watch them. Unbelievable caches. I mean, like you said, Jesse's like, I I can't believe they exist. Yeah, that's that doesn't even uh, to me that doesn't even reconcile the geocaching that I know. I've never seen anything in my life of my my career of geocaching that elaborate. I can't even imagine that being real. I mean, obviously it is because we talked to Joshua, right? But yeah, here's a when you talk about uh, signs, maybe maybe think about the uh, this sign is in Rome, Georgia. How often do you get to see that? in in the in public oh yeah you know, welcome 2021 geocachers rome georgia i mean it's like talk about uh, you know we, we always joke about being um a niche sport well not but, only that it's supposed to be undercover right it's supposed to be sneaky <laughs> right but to see something like that yeah, in person that may you know, like, cue people in that somebody's in town this, that weekend yeah, exactly um but uh, yeah, go, go, so go check him out. I mean, there's a car in Germany, and there's a they, he's got a thousand of these kind of different caches. But there's a car that the car the 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 car company let them put a car out front that is a multi cache within the car. So you got to go from that's so crazy spot to spot within. And this is not a junk car. Not like you find out in the middle of the wilderness. I mean, it's a it was a decent looking car, but you open it up and you got to get, you got to figure out all the parts within the car to get to the location. Anyway. Okay. Enough I, of that. Again, I just couldn't imagine that happening here. <laughs> it's outrageous. Um, yeah. So another place uh, overseas, a couple we're going to talk about. Another one is Prague um, in the Czech Republic. Definitely go check out uh, the caches in Prague. Are, it's amazing. The uh, um, uh, again, fair points don't really work well, but go look at the caches that are in the Czech Republic. Go look at, you know, they have gigas. You know, we 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 talk about how a giga is such a huge thing, mm-hmm. which it is. We've only had one. Sorry, Jesse, you didn't get to go, but there was one. I'm still waiting on the first one in the U.S. Yep. Um, and so definitely go check them out. That's what the direwolf's like. Yes, check them do. out. Check them out. So Prague is another so great idea. Why do you think it's so much more popular? Just because the population is more concentrated or? Uh, I think that's part of it. I'm not quite sure. I know that 
I think that reason why it's popular in the Czech Republic is because of the spillover from Germany. I think that being close by, I think that the the mania of geocaching, which is fabulous, has spilled over into some of the. So then, just transfer that over to Germany. Then, why is it so popular in Germany compared to here? Yeah, I don't know. How can they get twelve thousand people at a giga and? We don't. That's not a thing here as much. Part of I think is population. Um, the 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 number of like uh, I think we could get a giga more often in the in the United States. One if we didn't have eight megas in the if we only had one mega every year. So that might number cause, of events plus population density plus population density. Yeah, okay. I can that get to. It. I can get around Germany, especially with their fabulous traffic, you know, uh, transportation versus me getting to North Dakota. We talked about this before. Yeah, it's spread out more. 15 hours for me to get up there or something crazy. I mean, it's just, yeah. MPM says it's because of Hasselhoff, which, you know, there you go. Hey, the Hoff, he's a big deal. That's right. Uh, Okay, another one is Canada. Not just not just all of Canada, although there's a lot of great caches all over Canada. But one of them is the geocaching capital of Canada. That's pretty bold know. that they it did is that. bold. I don't know what to think about this. The Canadians are gonna have to help us on this, but there is a series of towns. I'm putting it in the chat room for people to take a look at. This section, or this area in Canada, Irondale, Guterham. Maybe I'm selling this wrong. Sure. Sure. Tory Hill, Wilberforce, Harcourt, Highland Grove, and Cardiff are considered the hub for yeah as jeff says it's crazy bold it is kind of crazy bold but maybe that's what's needed is for somebody to be crazy and bold i'm waiting on somebody to declare that in the u.s geocaching capital of the united states no we have the disneyland of geocaching which we'll talk about in a minute yeah yeah which is i think a great designation we don't have a geocaching capital I think I guess we have the capital city though because we have headquarters. Headquarters, right? Yeah, about, yeah. Uh, but I don't know what to think about. Uh, they have a website, which yeah. is kind of cool. Call you know if you want to go check out. Um, they have it a geo tour. Cool. Yeah, they have a geo tour. The geocaching capital of Canada, geo tour. It's GT five D is in difficulty. Although I'm sure it's not difficult. But, oh, uh, Happy Hodag says West Bend is the geocaching capital of the Midwest. That could be claimed. Yes. West Bend is on our list for tonight. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Let me throw one out at you before we get to, to Jeff's suggestion. Okay. Just because we've already stepped on it a little bit. Would you consider GCHQ to be a geocaching paradise? By our current standards, no. <laughs> You're supposed to at least pretend for a minute. Uh, so here's what I would say: I, naturally, you is, might think it is because 
it's got some unique caches there, right? You it can does. only get the HQ icon at right. HQ. You're right. Um, I could go either way with it by our definition of right. Like, obviously, it's one of the things that you have to do if you're a geocacher. People yes. are trying to check off those big things. Destination, but it does have close access to some of those big things, like the triad stuff, right? You got Correct. the eight cache. You got yep. the HQ souvenir. You've got um, your two thousand like the eight cache, but you got uh, the stash plaque is not terribly far away. I mean, you could do it in the same trip. True, um, right? It's down not right down the street, but yeah, um, there are tons of webcams in Seattle. Project Eight, yeah, Project Eight, um, not too far away. Yep. The uh, GCD. There's a lot of two thousand caches. Yeah, the stash plaque. Um, stash plaque, and there's tons of webcams. And there's tons of highly favorited caches. So. There are. It does kind of creep up on it. Yeah, um, uh, it's probably considered a paradise. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think you would have to put it on there. Um, yeah, I agree. And it's agree. very subjective, right? If you're talking about just the HQ tour, if you're totally geeked out, like mm -hmm. I was when I went, sure, it's super cool. Yeah, when we when we went there, uh, you know, I took the kids and everything else. We went. Christy, who is not as much geeked out, she was like, "This is just an office. It's nothing cool here. Let's leave." Right. I'm like, okay, hold on, give me time. <laughs> you know, this is cool yeah. for me. I'm a nerd, and this is like the nerd store, nerd it headquarters. Is. You got to give me time. She was like, eh, let's go find some other stuff. Let's go so, find caches. Very subjective, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Bounce, uh, oh, bounce, yeah. Bounce, now bounce, bounce, bounce caches that I didn't know about when we were there before. Right. So there's yeah. your highly favorited gadget caches. Yeah. So yeah, I I guess I'm gonna change my I guess you changed my mind. I would say it is a geocaching paradise because they're gonna have some of the old year 2000s there as well. So it right. it does kind of hit all of them. It kind of does. You're right. It does. Yeah. I at first that was my instinct too. I was like, oh, that doesn't meet, and then actually it kind of does. It kind of does. You're right. So yeah, geocaching HQ those kind of I wouldn't say cheating, but it's kind of <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it kind of. Well, again, it, it they should it, be able to stack the deck. In fairness, it does. They stack own the, the game. So. They own the game. So yeah, you're right. Um, Lori says the tour, the HQ tour is great. Yeah, some of the original ones are gone. Some of the they were work. some of them were missing when I went and did the tour too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll count that one for sure as yeah. a paradise. I see so, that. Now let's take a step back and Jeff's suggestion of Iceland. Iceland. So, yeah. and the reason why I suggest it is because of the crazy earth caches that are there. Right. And they have a bunch. It's not a huge country. No. Nope. They have a bunch of really awesome, high favorited earth caches there. Yes. I think that fits. Okay. Um, because they're so spectacular, right? Like, as far as earth caches go, those are like right. the bounce bounce of earth caches. Right. right. Like you're going to go and you're going to, holy crap, this is not like the rest of them that I go to, right? Right. Um, These are but, incredible. Uh, I mean, they have an active volcano that has an earth cache there. You I mean, can't I'll beat be... the concentration of really awesome earth caches that are there. And I haven't yeah. been to Iceland. I've just seen people's videos. I'm super jealous. I want to go. I do too. Uh, but when I go, I'm going for an earth cache tour. I may get oh, other caches while I'm there, absolutely. but I'm going for an earth cache tour. Yeah, me That's too. That's just, it's Iceland. I mean, it's it, the the videos there are ridiculous. You can just sit and watch the videos for quite a while if you know if you're if you're into that. Yes, it, it's extremely impressive. Now, I don't know if they have super old caches. I don't know if they have a bunch of gadget caches, but I think that trumps it because you're not going to get that collection of those type of caches anywhere else, probably. 
Right. And p- part of it too, which we didn't really, we're not going to be able to get to tonight, but I think is for me factors in is the location plus the caches. Is that a oh, way to well, can I do geocaching? That? Of course it does. It should. The location I mean, absolutely has to count. Yeah, I think I think it I think it does. It definitely enhances the geocaching. That paradise spot is enhanced by the fact that it's Iceland, and I, I think that I, I mean I, I like you said yeah, it's on. I think we have to add that to the list too, right? When you're talking about geocaching paradise, you have to consider the location, right? You know, if, if I find three caches in the middle of Ohio or three caches in Nepal, there's a difference, (laughs) at least for me anyway, maybe from front of Paul, you're like, Oh my God, Ohio is awesome. But yeah, shout out to Ohio. But you know, (laughs) there's a difference. I think location has to be one of those top qualifiers for paradise. Right. And, you know, of course, every cache should take you to somewhere you, you think is neat. You know, that's part of the theory of it. But not every cache can take you to the top of Everest, right? Right. So there has to be a difference there. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And uh, uh, I think that, to me, that factors in. So let's let's switch gears now. Let's talk about some of the areas in the U.S. that, we may or may not consider paradises. We're going to throw it out there. So um, not that these are bad yeah. spots. We'll caveat no, of course here. Not. Yeah. But these it's going to hit a different segment. It will. And whether it kind of breaks the thermometer or not, maybe it doesn't break the thermometer. Maybe it's just a cool place. So the, the first one I want to ask you about is Berkeley County, West Virginia, AKA we all know about that, right? WV Tim Land, mm-hmm. which has got highly favorited gadget caches. Yes. A so, lot of them. <laughs> I think you have to qualify this as a paradise, right? Um, I, I want to go there, but if I'm picking between Iceland and Berkeley County, West Virginia, I'm going to Iceland every day. Sure. Um, you know, it, not just because it's Iceland and I've never been there, but to me, I love gadget. It depends on who I'm cashing with. If I'm cashing yeah. with my daughter, I will do gadget caches all day long because they're really neat to do. Right. If uh, I'm going and I get to just pick for me personally, I'm going to be hiking. I'm going to be going out into nature. I'm going to, you know. Yeah. I, I may not get but one cash per day, but that's my, but if you're into like, especially if you're family caching, yeah, there's no way you can convince me that Berkeley is not a geocaching paradise. Right. If you see the reactions on those videos and like Josh's and everybody's videos that are out there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean it's just it's overload of fun in those areas that you don't get in nor- in such a concentrated area, right? Sure. I think it fits uh, the uh, weather. And I don't know if this factors in. You you tell me, but do do these paradise locations do they require them to be somewhere where I want to go back once in a while? For example, let's say well, I've been to Iceland. Let's say I did everything I wanted to do in Iceland for me personally. Mm-hmm. I did all the Earth caches. Maybe that's that. It's no longer a paradise for me to go there. I've done it all. Mm. I'm not buying that one. Okay. So are you going to go to HQ multiple times? 
Well, that's I'm my not. question. Right. Yeah, I'm not. Unless there's an event there or something else, you've done that area, right? Like, we only live so long. I'm not going to keep going back to the same place, right? So right. you only get to cash yeah. so much and, and travel so much unless you're one of those special people that gets to travel all the time, right? So if I've done Berkeley, then I'll move on to, like, another one we're going to talk about in a minute, you know. You'll, yeah. What you, if you know, Berkeley... What if Berkeley no, though? Probably Sorry. go to Berkeley multiple times. That that was my question: is what if five years from now? And please don't, Tim, if you're doing this. But let's say in five years, all the caches are different now in Berkeley County. I do believe he does keep his updated and changes them up he so does. people can come back. He does, and there's a lot of them that sadly have been damaged, and he's not replaced them. He's gonna, you know, he goes on, he moves on versus going back to Iceland. I know it's a bad, it's probably a bad example because I'd love to go to Iceland multiple times. I know sure. right now I'd go in a heartbeat. I know, but let's just say that for sake of argument, you know, nobody's, re nobody's refreshing the earth cache map. And once you found them all earth cache wise, there might be one, an extra one pop up now and then, but okay. So you I'm gonna throw back. I'm gonna throw one back at you then. All right. Et Power Trail. Even if you've been and you found like five thousand caches, people add to that constantly. It's constantly growing. So would you go? People don't realize. So you could go back and find another thousand or so, and you don't consider that to be a paradise. So now we're. Yeah. I know we're we're changing it up a little bit, but yeah, does that make it more or less of a paradise in your? opinion it probably makes it more but it's but it doesn't it doesn't break the it's thermometer. not your paradise it's not my paradise but, but it, it, it could be a paradise could be a paradise for somebody else sure. right right i right. guess yeah um so yeah all right we got some more to hit um uh, i think Berkeley they County, should uh, i think they definitely. should archive et once a year no that'd be incredible <laughs> Don't even change anything out, right? No, just, don't change anything out. Just 10,000 new caches out there. Because at this point, as well, maybe people don't know this, but the, you know, ET highway number, ET number 16, just for random randomness. I don't want to do number one because it's different, but because it's a letterbox hybrid. But let's say number six, number 35. That container is not the same container. No, no. It's and it won't be next week either. You go out there and... That's not the same container tomorrow. Yeah, probably. that's a different type of caching, but... That's a whole different whole different animal. But, uh, all right. Uh, you mentioned, and it's been mentioned already, which is the Disneyland of geocaching. Uh, Gilby, which is also... As was been pointed out, Gilby, Moorhead, Fargo, yeah, the little hub. So of, of, there, of, that throws something else. And I know we've talked about Gilby a bunch because we really want to get there. But how about that? As far as a uh, a qualifier, so Gilby, Fargo, Moorhead. If you're throwing something on the list, and there's three really cool areas in close proximity, yeah, does that move it up the list for you? Yeah, it does. It makes the thermometer hotter. Yeah, for sure. You've added a lot to that. And what also to me adds more to this spot is it's got a great geo tour. Mm -hmm. 
It's got great gadget caches. It's got. Mm-hmm. It's a unique part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, An active community. Active community. Active They're, accepting community. Like they know about geocaching there. It's not like they don't know. Right. For the most part, probably better than the average location as far as maintaining their caches. Absolutely. Um, it is may not be a part that I want to. I mean, I not. I may not want to visit Gilby here in a month or two. Yeah. When it's when it's negative twelve, but it's an area that I still want to go someday. I mean, I'm not, absolutely. I'm not a big fan. I mean, the weather changes, so. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't want to come to to Texas in July, which I understand. It's kind of like, to me, it's no big deal. Whereas probably people in Gilby and Fargo and Moorhead would be like, "Well, minus twelve. I mean, it's cold. I mean, prepare. Yeah, you can still make it. I mean, you know, you'll survive right. it. But it's like I won't survive minus twelve. I barely survived the the snowpocalypse here in Texas, and many of us <laughs> oh my gosh. barely survived that. Don't get me started on making fun of you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we both agree that area is, again, there's caches that are so unique that it's sort of like Hanover. Uh, you know, the, the people that have created the caches there, and not just tri-caches, there's others too. I mean, that's major. Tri-caches, his caches are incredible. But the GeoTour was well thought out, well well done. You know, gets a lot of favorite points, which absolutely, it um, because it's uh, and not all geo tours are 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 similar. That's kind of for another show too. Is that uh, whether you and I think that certain? I mean, I enjoyed, I've enjoyed all the geo tours I've done, but I, I definitely have a ranking for them. Oh yeah, they're very different from place to place. Some, uh, I would say, uh, one of the geo tours we did would get um, mixed reactions from me because <clears throat> I think it was sort of thrown together. I believe we should table that. We're almost running out of time. We have a lot to cover we'll, still. We'll table that one. Yeah, right. let's table that one because we can talk about geo tours all night. Yeah. Um, next would be West Bend. West Bend, Wisconsin. Is... Yep, that's been mentioned, but I mean, that's a huge one, right? I mean, it is. I know people go back there every year. They repopulate the board. They they do a lot of things. The whole community gets involved in that one. I've heard tons about West Bend. I've never been, right. but I've heard tons about it, and enough that I definitely want to go. Yeah, it has a unique. Well, let's set aside the event for a minute. They're mega, right, right, but just West Bend in general. Um, a town that is ex- very much embraced geocaching. A lot of favorited caches in a small mm-hmm. area. Also has a mega, which is really cool. Has a very different type of mega, which is kind of cool as well. Um, it fits. It, it breaks the thermometer. Oh, yeah. In in different ways. Um, for, for many reasons that we've already listed. Yeah. So that's that's a huge one, too. Yeah, West Bend should be on the list of places um, to go as far as a geocaching uh, paradise. Uh, now, I, I don't, don't want to go into... There's a couple of them on this list I'm going to skip for now, and I'll come back to at the end of... Toward the end of the show. 
let me ask you about this is an interesting one um and i don't know how this is almost like saying an entire country because when when um when jeff brought up iceland i'm like well that's not fair you bring up a whole country i mean shoot i can well how about germany is that a geocaching paradise well sure but um you know oh and jeff brings up a good point is how many unknown gilbies out there i don't know know. that's the question we're going to talk about a few of those jeff here in a second that i think are maybe a little unknown we'll see we'll see this is this next one i think is kind of maybe kind of an unknown and that is and i don't know how to i didn't know how to define this so here's i'm going to i'm going to lay out the possibility you tell me what you think okay um it is a conglomeration of cities in Arizona. Okay. They are Phoenix mm-hmm. and Scottsdale are two cities that I think if you take them as a whole, I think become a paradise. Um, around the Phoenix area, you've got a lot of great caches. Um, you've got a reviewer who is on the ball with just finding our way mm-hmm. who puts out, which is interesting as far as reviewers go. I mean, I think he, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think as far as a reviewer goes, he puts out incredible caches, which is kind of maybe different. I guess reviewers are all different. Some reviewers, I don't think put out a lot of personal. Caches. I don't think some of them have time to put out a lot of caches. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot in that area. Scottsdale, um, Sea uh, Schooner was uh, was a, or was a CO put out a lot of uh, of caches in that area. Scottsdale um, mm-hmm. uh, has one called Rocket Man, which is really cool. It has six hundred and thirty two favorite points, seventy seven percent favorited. Um, if you look at the favorited versus, you you've know. got quite a list coming up. Yeah, for this late in this show, I'm almost thinking we're gonna have to revisit this and maybe get a couple of these people on here because I don't know much about some of these that you got. And I, I don't want to spoil it, right? But if you're gonna say mm-hmm. what you're gonna say, but you could. There's some of these I don't sure. know as much about. Yeah, I, we could definitely do a a, a a second show with some different items. Adi mentions Prescott. Yeah, that that's a. Prescott yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Audi mentions it. Tricassius mentions it. Um, those are obviously if Audi, who and Tricassius, two of the two of the greatest oh, cash yeah. builders in the you know ever. Those two guys um, and families um, build some of the most incredible. Uh, Oh yeah, so there you go. Jasper says, "Yeah, all right." We'll and do that, that might be a cool idea. Though. So we've got—we're not going to say what they are right now, but there's at least five more that we didn't even get to get to that are really awesome. I wonder if yeah. we could get a couple of the CEOs from each of those and have just like a big roundtable show about geocaching paradises. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, I've in the thing is in the notes you'll see something that I think you saw is that I did put at least a. Uh, cash owner, not that they're like the, the be all end all for that area, but they're a they're one of the major 
cash owners for oh, these different areas. Here's one that we can't even touch tonight. No, I saw that. <laughs> Route Jim. 66 or Lincoln Highway of Paradise. So now we're talking about labs. Yeah, oh, yeah. we got but that's another show too. Ooh. We got to we got to do a lab update for sure. Yeah, Adventure that is Labs. That's a very polarized issue and I love it. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah. I'm and um I didn't update my my notes. But I did want to, and you're right, Julio. I forgot to mention it. Uh, Ilmop is a new patron too. Uh, he was the notes were created, and he became a patron later on. So yes, okay, you, you've been added, Julio. I'm sorry, buddy. I forgot. Oh um, gosh, we can't to, do that. He just yeah, because he he joined last week to update. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Ilmop. Thank you, buddy. I'm sorry. About yeah, that. thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks for remembering that. Um, you're so updating. I think we have two. Here's the good thing. Yeah, we're already we're almost an hour and a half into this. Yep. We're talking about geo geocaching paradises, and we've run out of time. There's so many. There are there are quite that's a, a few. good that's good news. It's so good we news. have at least a whole nother show with just the ones you've got listed here. And yep. as uh, as was brought up, I think we're gonna have to hit um, we're gonna have to hit the topic of labs too. Yeah, labs have been out there for a while. People, are, there's tons of labs. There Does are. it count as a geocaching paradise for labs? Lab series. There are a billion adventure labs now. <laughs> there are how a many billion of them now, but how many adventure labs are? Oh, how many adventure labs are there? Can That's you look that question. up? I think you can. There are so many adventure labs now, Jesse. Now I know some people in the chat room's opinion on adventure labs is not as favorable as others, but um, I think we need to have a good one. We need to have like a good debate show where we talk about adventure labs. Adventure Labs really brings up a lot of split. Oh, yeah, it does. It's funny, too. Oh, my gosh. It. There are people that get downright angry if you mention an Adventure Lab because they're like, that's not geocaching. You're familiar with the, 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 the polar opposite people. You have oh, the... Yeah. We 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 go out of our way to do adventure lab, you know, the one side of things where it's like we can't get enough venture labs. Then you have the other person that get they pause for a good ten seconds and they go, "Those aren't real geocaches." Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have a whole different conversation here tonight. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, do adventure labs because we didn't add that. But that's HQ. There's a lot of adventure labs up there. You could add that to the. There's the a lot of adventure labs in a lot of places. There are, yeah, there but, are. Okay, well, we'll do an adventure lab show soon. Then uh, there's we a whole need to get range. somebody that's on both of those poles, right? <laughs> I hate them. They're terrible. And oh, then these gosh. are the over. Yeah, that could be great. Yeah, that's, but uh, so on on this first half of this one, yeah. How would you define a paradise? If you're going to try to come up with your definition, and and I know we're going to do it again, and we'll have this the second half of the show, but how would you define a geocaching paradise? Now that we've talked about all this. Yeah. Cool location. Okay. That takes care of the location side of things. Cool location. Like This is like Jeopardy, but the opposite. Yeah. Like geocaching paradise what is, is. Yeah. 
my what is answer to yeah Par- geocaching paradise i'd bring in what is a cool location that has unique hopefully old hopefully a variety of geocaches that what i leave out hang on that are well maintained I, I go with that. I would say because we're doing the the universal definition, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's different to everybody, but a geocaching paradise to, for me is an area or a, a a region in close proximity where you can get more than a few of your top goals. Right, whatever your style of caching is, sure, and you know that subjective top goal list, whatever your 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 opinion is, it checks off multiple boxes, and you can get to it in a reasonable amount of time. Right, right. You can get to all of it if you have enough time, but you know, usually you're talking about a weekend or a week or something. So, a uh, I guess a gathering of a lot of those, whatever your top boxes are, right, and. Dave, as we're wrapping up, but as Dave mentions, still I don't have a cool location. The cool location is similar to the idea of the, ther- the break in the thermometer. Is that it doesn't necessarily have that, but if it has it, to me it kind of helps put me over the top of far as cool location, cool gadget caches, cool unique caches, cool variety of caches. Uh, year 2000 unique the unique things oh yeah and accepting web, area well-maintained caches the web I mean, yeah, a well maintained. List, right <clears throat> yeah there's a whole there's a whole laundry list as it were or the whole but if if it checks most of those boxes then that's what to me defines that it's like i don't know what they're again it's hard to say but you'd be like okay yeah it checked a higher density boxes. of your top goals in one area it checked enough boxes that I go, yep, it made it. It made the list. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we will keep everything else for another time. We got to. There's a few of those in there that I'm not that familiar with. Yep. Uh, next week, we're just now going to do a show about Halloween caches on Halloween. Spooky. Well, that, that evening. So. Stay tuned for for that show. Also, very soon, hopefully next week, we will be doing a show on the schedule for Podcast to Hope. So that's we're hoping to do that sooner than later, since we're only six weeks out. We want to give people a chance to to uh, know what the schedule is and all that. So, I guess your final thoughts. Uh, same thing. Uh, looking forward to podcast. I hope coming up. Yep. Uh, that schedule is going to be good. Uh, I want to talk about this geocaching paradises again, but I also want to talk about the lab cache because I think that's going to be funny. Yeah, the different opinions, which is part of that is why I like this game so much. I know I've said it a million times, but it's just one game. But there's so many yeah. different opinions and ways to play it that you can actually have decent discussions about it and and enjoy it. Right? Like it's. It doesn't just get stale. I think the game would have gotten stale 20 years ago yeah. if there wasn't so many different things and so many different aspects to the game, which is fascinating to me. In different ways, like you said, it, 
people play people play differently people people enjoy it differently yeah joyful nomads uh thank you uh i did promise them we're going to talk about well you talked about their area a little bit they're in the sacramento area so oh you yeah did mention that that is a, a, a potential so we're going to add that oh and, and we only mentioned it for the year Thanks 2000 catches but there's so much yeah. more there for example, yeah. So for me, like talking about Iceland, New Zealand's another one. Just get to New oh, Zealand. Gosh, yeah. That's it. It's a geocaching paradise just because I'm there. Even if I find one cache, it's like I'm there. I'm in a paradise. Yeah. That doesn't count, but still it's it's an it's one of those places in the world I want to get to. But that's 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 for a different for sure. So. all right. Thanks everybody for a great night and we'll see you uh Tuesday night is gadget talk. So we don't see you before then for something. You never know. We'll see you Tuesday night for Gadget Talk. Good night, everybody. Good night. May your finds be many and your DNFs be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two and whatever it is you're looking for may it find its way to you and may we all meet again Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.